back to Max Madness. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, guys. Uh, it's been, it's been, we're doing it again. As is true. We're doing, we're doing it, it again. again. Again, once again. Um, we're in your we, uh, ear every time. You don't know how we got there. You don't. And it's, it's Wednesday and it's always Wednesday. It'll be Wednesday till the end of uh, linear time. This being said, um, Ooh, some stuff's been going on, guys. Uh, it's been for you. It has been again, but a week. But for us, it's been two weeks. And man, shit just yes. shit just piles up when it's two weeks. Eventful um, two weeks. As an it eventful was. two weeks, as it were. Um, I'm sure other things have happened that are uh, are more nuanced. Um, yeah. And I'm gonna let David handle those because he's smarter than I am. Meanwhile, I'm sitting in here with a mini keg because it's that kind of a night. And oh. uh, and we're yeah. What do you say? Oh, like you're surprised? You, you no, I know. I saw the mini keg i just i was like oh you're gonna let me list things off because i i had not prepared on which things to list off uh, again you can list off. all right so before the i get to the Brianna, one thing okay. don't no, that's the one thing. you took my thing no, okay, no, it's, no we, okay. we all know what the thing is is there anything else before we launch into that is there anything else you want to cover before we give it its due mm-hmm. time <laughs> oh uh something that uh had been seen a uh, coming um, and it looked like they were going to pivot to Inner Mongolia, but in their in their ever present um, propaganda to try to balkanize China, they've now turned to Tibet. Tibet, yeah, which is uh, is fun, you know, because I now mean, they've nostalgia's, got nostalgia's nostalgia's a really big thing. You've got Stranger right. Things, everyone's it's, into it. Free Tibet it had to come back. It's got that. It's got that. Oh cachet. yeah, that's that's the oldest one of the which is really funny because and again this goes like to the the Dalai Lama being you know a. a, a slave owning you know wants to to restore his monarchy pile of shit that we grow up as kids thinking of some enlightened person that sits on a mountain peacefully um so they ran the dalai lama out in 59 no now i'm trying to think what year it was that yeah 59 yeah 49 was the, the revolution 59 was 10 years later um you know they, they first were, were welcoming tibet you know in as its own thing and then now it's it's an autonomous region because they had to run the Dalai Lama out because he wouldn't give up slaves um, after 10 years so now the propaganda because there are people that are uh, running a program um, where they're doing I think it was um, agrarian work like China's funding a program span agrarian work it's slave labor in Tibet and it's like so so you want to free Tibet which gives it back to slavery because you're worried about slave labor that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't add up. Um, and just I mean, like before, things, just like yeah. the concentration camps and our concentration camps, they're, they're vocational schools. This is slavery. That's not slavery. It's, and, and again, even if it was, which is not in the, in the fact that it's a lie is the most important part. Um, what solution would the U S going in, you know, address or, or us having an opinion and caring about human rights so much, what what's the, the the solution to do like why should we care it's it's for regime change which would only make things worse and who the hell is the u.s to talk all that stacked on top of the fact that it's just straight up bullshit yeah it's it's not gonna be i again i don't see it, it's gonna be a thing in lib circles and that's about mm-hmm. it i don't i've i stopped paying mind a while ago 
mm-hmm. um, there's no point in it. it. It's literally just saber rattling for saber. They will not. They are not going to seek military action against China. They're not going to do it either. No, even they know it's a bad idea. No, they're, they're not going to do it. Trump, Trump's little proxy war nonsense, you know, trade war bullshit. He'll do that. Um, Biden won't. Biden will just full on do the thing. Biden will slap them around and go, guys, you don't do proxy wars with people you can't go to war with. You go to actual war with poor countries to you steal their that. resources. Come you on. say that. You say yes. that Biden's campaign might be more sinophobic than Trump's at this point. The, again, you, you yeah, you do sinophobia. You talk down about them. You make you make all the saber rattling. You know, they're bad, whatever. But you don't you're not going to go to he, war against them. There was. Oh, that's right. They they passed some law now that they can't import anything from Xinjiang, um, which, of course, you know, is just to to try to fluff this up and claim it's a human right thing. And everybody, you know, circled around just to prove that they're all imperialist ghouls. So so your little, you know, favorites from the squad, like Alan Omar was like, yeah, I'm so glad we stand up for human rights. Uh, and of course doesn't have shit to say about things like, I don't know, the hysterectomies at the concentration camps at the U S borders where we're holding. Oh, immigrants. No, no, they threw a fit about, they all threw a fit about that. Right. They were, but it was, it was cause they didn't consider, uh, it, that was Bernie's campaign. Uh, oh, yeah. people for Bernie okay. that, that were very upset I didn't see that from Alon and I definitely didn't see it from Biden. Well, no, I was going to say that, that Bernie's campaign, uh, after the, hist- after the, uh, forced hysterectomies, the actual eugenics work going on at the border. Yeah, the revealed, actual genocide going uh, on there. Yeah. An actual provable, de- demonstrable thing to, to control a population. You know, the yeah. definition of a genocide. Um, uh, they were very upset that no one considered the patriarchy and we, why weren't we doing vasectomies instead of hysterectomies? This is very unwoke. Um, <laughs> And <laughs> which that, I could not that went over great. the Democratic Party oh, in, oh, it, again, in a policy time, just, better than that. Oh, yeah, just it's very much. It's very much. It's historic that a woman's dropping bombs on us cartoon. It's but, so uh, much. It's so it, it, um, it ties into that, which ties right into the RGB nonsense, which we are yes. not going to talk about. I'm sorry. No, we're not. Holy God. No, we're going to mention no. it so that, you know, we're not like living under a rock. Yeah, Go no, I'm somewhere else for that commentary. Yeah, we're we're aware, you know, I the fact of the matter is nobody here should be we've we've made it very clear that the Supreme Court is reactionary. There should be enough sources out there to find out that even the very few good rulings that that makes RBG different from her openly best of bud Scalia um, were things that had like Malthusian intent per her write up where, you know, she was hoping like the unwashed masses would die off. Um, and, and yeah, we're not going to talk about how a democracy is held up because an already conservative majority, um, in, in a reactionary anti-democratic body of nine unelected serving for life people was all held up, uh, by not being a bigger majority if some cancer ridden octogenarian didn't die. It's like the stupidest shit I've ever heard. No. Yeah. That's and then, enough. and okay. Yeah. So that's the only one. And since David got his two minutes on it, I'm going to get mine. Um, then the, the, the fun quote about the octogenarian is David, again, not a good woke, uh, take because Matilda, uh, let us know that it is you. You don't get to tell an 87 year old, tiny Ashkenazi Jew that she's sitting. No, no, they live till a hundred. They live to a hundred. They're built different. <laughs> Um, you Thanks, can't, Matilda. 
Thank, thank you, Matilda. Appreciate appreciate the yeah. appreciate you busting the calipers out to prove why we shouldn't have been uh, uh, telling her to retire. Appreciate that. Good job. You've you've done something. You've done something. Um, you know, I had there. forgotten about that, but now that you brought it up, I actually think I did hear about that take, and it was something like, "If they don't die." from from something unexpected it's like yeah if someone doesn't die they live forever that's a brilliant well, it was more again again Throw it's like on no, the race they tend to be, just for fun they tend to be a very healthy breed stock of th- um ignore the fact that she had documented cancer like that may be a yeah. mitigating circumstance matilda um, or that she's you should probably consider seven. that yeah yeah um or or <laughs> that just probably means more than her up. being jewish yeah or just shut the fuck up um, we're, we're not going to do race science about why she should have retired at 92 instead of 87. This is b- bullshit. Again, I don't give a shit about the overarching point, but I'm going to call out dumb stuff when it shows up. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. that's no. just, you know, nice to have. Um, yeah. so moving on to the thing, um, hmm. <laughs> um, I, 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 they got me this time, guys. I, oh, I, yeah. I hate to break. They, they got guys, gang, posse. Um, they, they, uh, <laughs> I thought I was immune to this at this point. I thought oh, no. that, well, <laughs> there's no way, of course they're going to let him off. They'd announced a state of emergency already a week in advance of the ruling. They were mm-hmm. shutting down downtown. They were boarding everything up. They were, mm-hmm. of course they're going to pardon everybody. That's how this happens. We all live yes. through Ferguson. We've all lived through, uh, uh, every time this happens, w- there is no justice I know that I'm prepared for that outcome. Bring it on and let's see the reaction that comes from it and see if we can build something good. I'm, I'm in that mindset, ready to go. Mm-hmm. I was not prepared for them to find a way to one up themselves because no, 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 no. It's not. You couldn't just let it lie at. We're letting them all off. We don't think any of them did anything wrong. No, no, no. You had to add the extra fun bullshit of we are going to charge one of them. The one we've already fired, by the way, that we can paint as the one bad one and let the other two off. We're going to charge him with firing bullets into some white folks Ikea couches because that is endangering people we give a shit about. They literally charged him for shooting property. Not the human being he murdered. That's what they took issue with. And that was intentional because that is what that is not like they took it to the jury and said, hey, what do you guys think you should be charged with? A grand jury is when a prosecutor brings what they feel are the important charges to a jury and sees if the jury will come back with a conviction. They brought only those charges. Yeah. That is a level of disregard and blatant. You could not have more blatantly flipped off everybody who's been saying things to you for the last six months. Everything this movement has built since Black Lives Matter started. Everything. You could not have more clearly stated we value the protection of property more than human life. Well, Period. and and this is something, yeah, and that should stick very much. And there, there's a huge difference in ideology, right? The question is, um, do you care about property as a function of bettering human life, in which case, of course, human life always supersedes it. Um, and so 
you know, somewhere between, well, property is only useful if it's, you know, sustaining human life um, and it should never supersede human life to property doesn't matter at all. Something in that range. And those ranges, I mean, that's us. That's that's why we're here in this in this podcast. And then there's property is a divine right. And when you put something as a divine right, it's worth fighting for. All of a sudden, it supersedes human life. And that is liberalism. And not, not liberalism like like the the Democrats versus Republican liberalism, like, like what we always talk about, the definition of liberalism, which is supporting capitalism. You're not a capitalist if you support capitalism. You're a capitalist if you own property and exploit people. You're a liberal if you support capitalism. Um, but also, and this is a big part of the book we have that, that makes us so explicit, it really underscores what cops are, what cops do, and and what this whole game is all about. Because they charge to the property, but not the human life. And we, as human beings, that actually realize that black people are people and actually care about human life are irate. But to them, it's a sensible notch on the ledger. Because as you see in this book, the country is founded on black people are property. And unlike other property, which has its value in use, okay, black people have their value in labor, and when they're not laboring, then they, they essentially, like, on, like, a table that doesn't need to eat and sleep and get in the way of gentrifying, you know, an apartment complex. Um, you know, black people, by that regard, then, really have their value versus other property in expendability. Yep. Which is disgusting to even think about. But that's the reality. That's what it is. You want something more disgusting to think about? Okay. Have you read the letter? Oh boy. No. What is cool. what, cool, cool, what cool. is the letter? Do not as a podcast. As a podcast that reads things. Oh boy. Um, I'm gonna read uh Black Reconstruction is a series of mm-hmm. backs and forths. There is a lot of ebbs and flows to this book. Um See, there are yeah. we are yes. coming off and again, I as soon as we get done with this very not uh not fun stuff, uh mm-hmm. Uh, we are, we're, we're the big we, we will book, jump yeah. right in and we're jumping in it again. It, it may be about to turn on us because we did stop mm-hmm. at a place where we were afraid that the good times were about to stop rolling. Cause man, last yes. episode is, is, oh, just such good vibes. Thad, last I episode, you, we were all fatty daddy and, and we were and all fatty daddy. Speaking of, I'm going to put the teaser out there now. Um, coming up, uh, uh, coming soon, it should be in the next couple weeks or so. Um, there is going to be a, uh, a Mark's Madness pod uh, movie night in Discord where we will be watching the Linko movie from Steven Spielberg in Discord <laughs> together. And uh, basically, it will just be a Nathan, uh, uh, however long that movie is, a, a, that, a many hour long Nathan commentary track of Nathan yelling awful derogatory things at Lincoln when he's on screen and just like fan cam cheering Thaddeus Stevens every time I see him show up. Um, oh, that That's amazing. And it's only slightly different than I expected. I thought there was going to be more wig comments swirled in there. No, you know what's in- here? Fun, guys. New thing. Thaddeus Stevens. Fun fact. That wig is a thing 
because most people were wearing wigs for various reasons, but Thaddeus Stevens actually lost all of his hair as part of a childhood illness early in his life, and he wore a wig his entire life, an ill, what was often described as an ill-fitting wig. Like, he didn't really give a shit about it. Oh, so, so the Tommy the Jones and the Terrible it, Wig was actually historically accurate. may actually be a point pictures, in the movie's uh, historical accuracy. Nice. Yes, yes. It's also why his wig always looks so out of place to everything yeah. else when he's in. Like, he looks weird. Like, most people get, like, they get, like, a white wig. He didn't give a shit. He just had the one he had when he was 20 when he's, like, 75 looks like Skeletor is like, I'm wearing it. Let's go. Nice. Um, nice. So Thaddeus Stevens. Also, uh, his nickname, the Great Commoner. Uh, a good guy. Good guy. I am now side reading. Now that I have finished my stupid test I have to study for, I can do things I enjoy again. Um, and one of those things is I'm listening to the uh, giant biography of Thaddeus Stevens because I am into this dude. And I really nice. want the other shoe to drop so I can figure out if I have to stop standing him or not. Um, yeah. But that being said, yes, that is, that is happening. Um, we are... We are going to jump back into the book, but we are first going to read a letter because when, just like in Black Reconstruction, where we have heard, um, again, tales from abolitionists and people, you know, actively fighting for their lives, um, Dr. Du Bois was never shied away from reading directly when the people told you what they thought. He told you in black and white. Mm -hmm. I think it's important that you read those words and understand what it is that the, uh, the side that looks like they have no humanity actually seems to think. And so one of the cops that was involved in the, the shooting of Breonna Taylor, one of the ones that is still employed by the police department, he's on administrative leave. Um, he's the one that got shot in the leg that they are uh, debating whether or not that was actually uh, friendly fire. Seems oh, to be the most oh, common consensus wait, now. Wait, was this the one that I, I thought wasn't just friendly fire, but like him shooting himself? No, was totally this, different. Oh, this totally different. different that guy, was okay. this. The, a lot of things are conflating. That's a guy at one of the protests. Oh, um, this is the, the guy that you're talking about. This, got shot in the during leg the during the Brianna raid. During okay. the killing of Brianna Taylor, that they said his okay. you know, boyfriend shot him in the leg. There's now very basically there's no evidence for that. It seems to be yeah. just as likely that it was friendly fire from the cops getting overzealous. Yeah, guys, um, guys, cops lie. Just, just FYI. So. This is an email from Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly. It was sent at 2.09 a.m. the day the grand jury convened. So two days ago. Um, or yes, no, yesterday. Shit. 2.09 yesterday morning. Yeah. Um, LMPD family. This is an email. So, you know, meh, whatever. Yeah. I'm not here to give you a rah-rah, you got this speech. I'm not here to tell you that you signed up to help this community and to keep your head up. I'm here to tell you I'm sorry you have to go through this. I'm sorry your families have to go through this. I'm sorry the mayor, Amy Hess, and Chief Conrad failed all of us in epic proportions for their own gain and to cover their asses. You do not deserve, all caps, to be in this position. The position that allows thugs to get in your face and yell, curse, and degrade you, throw bricks, bottles, and urine on you, and expect you to do nothing. It goes against everything, all caps, we were taught in the academy. Is there a part in the academy where you're taught that you shouldn't get piss thrown on you? I, I want to know what that lesson was, uh, first and foremost, but we can get to that later. Um, the position that if you make a mistake during one of the most stressful times in your career, the department and the FBI, parentheses, who aren't cops and would piss their pants if they had to hold the line. Love inner cop drama. Yeah. It's always good. Uh, go after you for civil rights violations. Your civil rights mean nothing, but the criminal has total autonomy. Jesus, mm, mm, again, Listen to what they're saying. This is the mindset mm -hmm. of these cops. This is what they think of themselves. Yeah. We all and they signed always up to oh, play victim. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But it, it, it gets, it gets better. We all signed up to be police officers. We knew the risks we were going to take, but we always assumed the city had your back. We wanted to do the right thing. The two and to do the right things capitalized out of nowhere in the midst of an evil world to protect those who cannot protect themselves. Okay. That line is very important. You're assuming base level that the world is evil and you are somehow an agent of good. Yeah, that is a dangerous fucking mindset to plant in these fucking psychos heads. But again, very, very common for cops. And and you listen, we thought they had our back. Like everything mm-hmm. is got your back, got your back, got your back. Got your back. They sign up for the job so that they can tell themselves they're a hero so that everybody can kiss their ass and tell them they're a hero. And again, the only reason we're going through this, none of this should be surprising. This is all stuff that we extrapolate and we say just kind of into the ether. Yeah. Um, and we maybe some people go, oh, well, you're just projecting that. No, they don't think like again. This is what you said. This is what they said out loud. This is what was pr- what, what they put out and had to know would get published. Um, so this is in their own words here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we wanted to do the right thing in the midst of an evil world and protect those who cannot protect themselves. We wanted to enforce laws to make it possible to live in a peaceful society. We as police do not care if you're black, white, his black and white or lowercase, Hispanic and Asian or capitalized. What you <laughs> identify as dot, dot, dot. This week. Fun. Mm. Fun. Fun. Mm. I identify as an attack helicopter. Get fucked. Um, we aren't better than anyone. Interesting. This is not an <laughs> us against <laughs> this is not an us against society, but it is good versus evil. By the way, I, I gotta I gotta roll back for one second. If you say you're not better than anyone, that's like when someone says they're trying to stay humble. Okay, when you say you're not better than anyone, it means you think you're better than everyone and you expect everybody else to think it. And you're just reinforcing that you're the humble one. But it's kind of a sub to like, oh, no, you're supposed to think I'm better than everyone. I'm just I'm assuring you that I don't think that. This is not an us against society, but it is good versus evil. Again, they think they are the arbiters of that. Mm -hmm. The good versus it's not us versus society. It's good versus evil. And we're good yeah. and everyone else is evil. It's the same thing. You're just t- changing the term. Uh, we are sons, daughters, husbands, wives, parters, misspelled, brothers, sisters, dads, and moms. We are human beings with flaws, mm-hmm, feelings, and emotions. Sure you are. Now I'm just rambling. You are correct, sir. But I want you to know that I'm still <laughs> proud to be a cop. Cool. To be an LMPD cop. That's a weird thing to be proud of. No matter the ineptitude in upper command or the mayor's office, this is one of the greatest jobs on earth. (laughs) With that being said, the next few days are going to be tough. They're going to be long. They're going to be frustrating. Does this not feel like every manager getting you ready for like an iPhone launch during Black Friday? Like rah-rah sales pep talk? Yes. Real does to me. Real does to me. Yes. Um, They're going to be long and frustrating. This will be a tremendous amount of stress on your families. Do not let your ego get you in a trick bag. I don't know what that. I don't know what that means. Um, Have your partner six de-escalate if possible. I don't know. He doesn't mean that, but that is advice they all need. And the if possible. No, it's always possible. Yeah. Do not give pencil pushers at the top. You know, the ones who are too scared to hold the line. A reason to what line are you? You're not the line of having their backs. You're not defending it. The the, the front lines at Gettysburg. No, they're the mystical fraternity and and they're not at war with society. It's good versus evil. But anyone that holds cops accountable is evil. So you're supposed to have your each other's backs against accountability. 
We need leaders that lead from the front, not in a room under a desk. Don't know why they're under their desk. Uh, do what you need to go home to your family. Just do it with dignity and make sure you can justify your actions because everything down there is recorded. Except that raid I did that murdered that one woman. Mysteriously, we don't have recordings of that. Um, I don't know a lot of you guys and gals, but I've felt the love. Regardless of the outcome today or Wednesday, I know we did the legal, moral, and ethical thing that night. It's sad how the good guys are demonized and criminals are canonized. Gang? <laughs> yeah, Brianna Taylor's crime of, of laying on her own couch, by the way. And uh, being uh, being there. Yeah. They existing. tried. They've done everything. They've leaned on everyone in her social circle. They've leaned on everyone in these last six months to find someone to be to let them do the well she's no angel thing to Brianna Taylor and they've yet to find one and they're still just yeah. throwing it they're just yeah, throwing which again, it out there again. and expecting it to stick because she's black yes and again again if if she was a highly flawed person that doesn't justify doesn't it, fucking, it that's again that's base level no there is nothing she could have do done that to justify case, that yeah. but they can't even pull that she was a god damn emergency nurse technician she cleaned up human shit in an emergency room to help other people she was a fucking good base she, she was, was an actual lifesaver told she was an actual fucking hero to to make use of an overused word yeah and they're everything everything that they tell you you're you're supposed to be if you want to be one of the good ones but eh, she got in the way. I mean, she. Eh, eh, sorry, when you're in the way, you're going to mm-hmm. be a number. You're going to be a statistic yep. here. <sighs> Again, the good guys are demonized and criminals are canonized. Criminals, you're the fucking criminal. Put that aside for a while. Keep your focus and do your jobs that you're trained and capable of doing. Don't put up with their shit and go home to those lovely families and relationships. I wish I were there with you leading the charge. We know you're a psychopath. I'll be praying for your safety. Remember, you're just a pawn in the mayor's political game. I'm proof they don't care about you or your family and you are replaceable. Dude, you're on administrative leave for murdering a person and you just got off Scott fucking free. Yeah. Also, do you ever notice, by the way, from this talk, um, there's a lot of talk and, 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 and we get it, you know, that, that it's a hotly debated topic because you're going to go out there and organize and you're going to run into two people like vets. But I always talk about, you know, there can't be this pride in it or the sympathy in it or this pretending the victims of war. Again, this is a very, very popular narrative that, that drives back to Vietnam, at least of like the victims of war, the poor American soldiers that are sent over there to fight a rich man's war. And it's like, it's not untrue. And it's, I, get I mean, it was, definitely less true. it was definitely more true. It was definitely more true during a draft scenario. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, you look even empirically like, of course, we know how aggressive they are, you know, courting poor people. But most of the people that sign up are still rich suburbanites that are more likely to join the KKK than the average person. Right. Copperhead I mean, Road. It, Copperhead Road. They yeah, draft the poor ones. Right. First. right. Come and on. They come back and they're like, you know, three percenters are cops or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, you know, so that they'll come back and, and they'll join, you know, militias and and you know, cops and, and whatever like that. Um, but, but it's the whole narrative of the victim, right? It seems like a good narrative because it's not untrue, but not only are you not centering the real victims, but you can hear it right out of the horse's mouth from this cop, right? You just tell them they're the victims. All that does is mean their bosses are bad. And if their bosses are bad because they don't care about them, well, 
now you can just be the bosses are bad because they don't have their back and then they get to define what having their back is and then they get to be right back at being the heroes doing the honorable thing that we should support and they don't even have to openly think this through right in their heads it just clicks like that naturally again you know i mean conspiracies definitely have somebody at the knob just like like perenny says you know of course they, they meet in a room where else would they meet uh but but they mostly run on the fuel of you know, ideological pawns that do this stuff without thinking. They do it automatically, and all you got to do is give a little nudge, you know, point slightly in the right direction. And there are all kinds of people that would love to tell themselves they're the heroes and, and the victims at the same time. That's that's the best. So if you tell people that all the fucking time and, and they're not used to facing consequences, like literally murdering without consequences, and now they face consequences, oh, they can feel that. They can feel that hard. I think, isn't that baked in? We just talked about this last night. Isn't that baked? I, I think Umberto Echo talks about that a lot um, in in his little definition of fa- the, the internal contradictions of fascism. Um, yeah. The, the, the kind of, and not the contradictions in the way, again, not, not, not that as we where talk about Where them. they're both the heroes and the victims, but what they're defending is their comfort, and what yeah. they're the victim of is losing comfort. They're both, they're both, they're the strongest force in the world and the only one capable of keeping you safe. But they're constantly at bad. They're being besieged by everybody at all times. And they're, 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 you know, it's the most prosperous, but also it's on the brink of collapse and you need us and, and all these, these raging. They can't, they, they want to have it. They, fascism is great at having it both ways. It is mm-hmm. amazingly good at play, mm-hmm. at, at getting exactly every side of the equation that it wants. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. as part of it. And, and that's, again, you're seeing it here. Um, to finish this shit show right at 30 minutes. <laughs> Stay safe and do the right thing. You are loved and supported. Capitals by most of the community. Now go be the warriors you are. Guys, again, this is how they talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. But please be safe. None of these quote unquote peaceful protesters are worth your career or freedom. Godspeed, boys and girls. Career. Or freedom, mm-hmm. career. God, God forbid you accidentally freedom, kill a person. Freedom is not getting thrown in jail like you do for people all day. Um, but no, no, the, no it's being on paid is, leave for six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And having people be mad at you for murdering a person. Yeah, oh, your freedom man. to not Rough ever be life. judged negatively in public, and Bad be freedom. able to pick one of your coworkers, the lowest ranking of your coworkers, point one to the left, and go, "He's the scapegoat." Bye. Yeah. And then charge him with a crime that had a $1,500. He, again, the cop that murdered Brianna Taylor that got quote unquote charged for the murder of Brianna Taylor or charged mm-hmm. in, in accompaniment with it got a uh, bond that was set at like $1,500, like a $15,000 bail bond was 1500 bucks. Um, yeah. These, the protesters, the people out there in the streets protesting to say that's fucked up are mm-hmm. having bail set at $500,000 with $50,000 bonds attached to them. Um, if yes. you cannot find the disconnects here and still think you're somehow the victim in all of this. Oh, we've, um, we've talked about this. We've talked about this before too. And that that's the best scapegoat for systemic problems is individualism, right? Because, you know, not only with exactly what they're trying to do with Brianna Taylor, right? The, the, the victims are always as individuals at fault and, and deserving of it in, in some way. They can always try to ring that out. And if it, if it doesn't, well, it's a mistake. It happens sometimes, whatever. And, and then when the accountability finally does have to come, you know, there's a fall guy, right? But it's, 
It's just that, that, you know, Trump is that bad of a president or Epstein's that bad of a guy or this person doing the hysterectomies is that evil of a doctor or that but specific cop that pulled the trigger has got to be fired. It's never the system. And it's never no. the broad perpetrators of the system as a class or as a group or or it's never the structures or the myriads of people that uphold the structures. It's the one person. And so individualism is always the escape for them. So, you know, again, I, it's just like we talk about where, you know, imprisoning rapists, even most rape victims are that doesn't help them. Right. And they'll, they'll openly admit that that's not going to get them unraped. Um, and and why throw it into a, a system that probably is one of the, the greatest, if not the greatest perpetrators of sexual violence. I mean, something Angela Davis is very, very explicit about in in her books um, about how women's prisons, you know, the, the, they go through inspections, cavity searches that are basically daily rape. Right. Um you know, cops in, I don't know how many States in the United States can legally quote unquote, have sex with someone they've arrested. Like that's, that's something that's explicitly legal to do. I don't know how in any universe that's not rape, <laughs> you know, and that's only when, when someone's, you know, coming forward for them and, and who's going to enforce it more cops, you know? And so when cops murder someone and we say, well, throw them in jail, arrest, arrest the killer. I understand the demands. What you want is consequences. What you want is just what you want is to feel some justice. sort of retributive and, balance mm-hmm. in the system. And we support we support justice. And so we'll support the people making those demands. But those demands should not be our demands. Those I mean, they're not our things. our demands are abolition. At yes. least at least as far as I, I, I and I said yes. that very broadly, I don't want to incorporate again. Yes. My demand is abolition. And so for me to have a demand of abolition and also a demand of incarceration, uh, the, those two are, are not right. And abolition does not jive. mean that nothing ever has consequences or we don't have an actual solution to issues. No, people but who we don't, don't understand car- abolition. The current that carceral state as it exists not, cannot yeah, provide the, the sort of justice that I that I want that I feel that at least I personally feel is necessary. Mm-hmm. These days. again, until especially we especially when the violence comes straight from the carceral structure. Yes, until we have systems of justice that are are again from the ground up from the people that are that the people have decided that we that have some grounding and again retributive justice and trying to mm-hmm. right these wrongs as opposed to just perpetuating them ad finitum them out into infinity um it, it, until that exists i'm going to chant for abolition because we we can't again the same way i'm not going to refer i yo, oh we just need to reform others oh, just a few bad apples that you think that cop is the bad apple you don't think you don't think that's the majority that yeah, no, that's, that's that's exactly what they what think. That's they, why they put the there's suit on a every day. reason he was comfortable sending that to two thousand mm-hmm. people through an email blast mm-hmm. on his mm-hmm. internal email. There's a reason he thought chamber. that was an okay idea. He he went back to his echo chamber and he decided to pour another glass of water in that ocean. He He's, knew he everything knew that that he was, said there is that was going to be reciprocated. That's fine. Nothing. Yeah. The stu- the things in there that made that should have made your stomach turn or make your skin crawl with how evil it was on its face. That's fine. That's nothing. That's mm-hmm. hey Bob, how's your how was your weekend to these people? Yes. Um. And and until that system is destroyed, try again. It's the same reason I don't get, get I don't give a fuck or get caught up in electoralism. 
Mm-hmm. This isn't a system that I am engaged in. This isn't a system that will exist in the future that I'm trying to build. And if it is, it's not a system I'm a part of. It's a system I will be actively fighting until I'm dead. Mm-hmm. So what is the point of becoming invested in it or pretending like it is a thing that represents me or represents what I want or is an avenue through which I can work? It's not and it won't be. Yeah, which is which is not to say that there's not any consequences to say, you know, less bad people if such a thing does exist, although I don't even like that that idea that it does. No. Um, but less aggressive people, you know, say say being elective or or, you know, accountability coming to some amount of cops. It's not like that inherently is is bad or has no consequences. It's that the material consequences of that are so minute and yet they they re up the power of the very system that caused it. Um, they re up the legitimacy of the very system that causes it all all while doing a minute gain that really comes from the power of the people um, and it it just siphons that power off back yes. into the system when you think when you're if your concept of of the only way and this is this is where I don't want to I don't want you to limit yourself and I don't want anyone yeah. to limit themselves if you think that the only way to achieve justice if for Brianna Taylor in the system is to hope that an attorney general who is the protege of Mitch McConnell, who spoke at the RNC during an openly fascist parade of various other right wing ideologues. If you expected him to bring charges that would somehow provide any sort of retributive justice in this situation, you set yourself up to be disappointed. You set mm-hmm. yourself up to feel powerless and inept. We are individually powerless and inept to change that system, to impact that system. We are not powerless and inept to destroy the entire system as it exists. Because again, together in numbers, we have a lot of power and and people are showing it on this. There are people out there. And again, the people in Louisville, people that all over the country last night were out showing force. Mm -hmm. There is a reason that they're having to roll in military force to these protests. These have been going on for six months now. Yeah. This is not an isolated incident. This is a sustained series of agitations that are going to force some sort of reckoning one way or another. And again, that is the kind of work you pour yourself into, not how many hashtags of justice for Breonna Taylor. Can we get going to hope again? If you're, if you're, if you're, Tweeting that in the hopes of rallying people into the streets to help you to put make oh, direct action to important. improve your community. Fuck yes. If your tweet of that was to hopefully convince, well, maybe if Mitt Romney thinks that we should convict Brianna Taylor's killers, then we can get it done, gang. Come on. If that's yeah. what you think is going to work, wake the fuck up. <laughs> we, yeah. We're past that. Agit, agit prop is, of course, important or Nathan and I wouldn't be here. Um but it's not nearly as important as action in the streets. No. Um, it's, it's, it's support for action in the streets. It's, it's getting people to, to act in the street and, and making sure there's good, you know, consequences when that happens. Um, but also at some point I want to, I want to go on and then we, we probably should actually get reading. Cause I, well, I'd like to we, do that. We got two minutes to read the book. Okay, cool. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> um, but one thing I, I would like to say too is, is, um, you know, when you're talking about, well, of course that person will never, give you the retributive justice and that's right um if something looks like they are doing that one of the biggest things and we saw it in this book and we talked about it in this book which just like the the white people freed you from slavery thing when it was really the slaves 
fought themselves free and still had it siphoned off back into the white power structure. Okay. It, one of the best ways of upholding the system is flipping cause and effect purposely in order to give the oppressor credit for liberation or the oppressor credit for bre- something people get good, you know, uh, bring good on. Hell, that's baked in, right? The capitalist realizes the value of someone's labor. Right. And and then they, they say the cause that they gave you employment or they, gave you the tools or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I exploit yeah. your labor. I'm a job creator. Right. Exactly. And and so that goes down to, you know, to everything. And so, you know, whether it's it's they say do bring someone to justice. Well, that's because the people brought the pressure, you know, so it's it's not it, they're going to mix up cause and effect, say they gave justice or they want you to at least feel that way without them telling you you know it's the same way where when people and it drives me nuts when people say oh bernie normalized socialism well was bernie the cause of that or was he the effect of that because occupy happened a few years before bernie and this shit was already bubbling up and and you know he was siphoning stuff off and now hopefully he's old enough that and people are, are smart enough about electoralism to be past that and see the action in the streets. Um, but you get the same thing. If you ever see them, you know, prosecuting cops or, or throwing money into stuff, not only is it usually a trick, right? Um, they're usually like co-op. The, the Democrats are, are the best at this co-op black lives matter, uh, while actually being the ones that, that run the cities that employ the most notorious, you know, cops for, for killing people. Um, but I mean, hell in St. Louis here, we got light a for fuck's sake. Um. <laughs> no, but guys, but we have but Corey Bush, so things are bit, so things are fixed. <laughs> yeah, again, not saying that Corey Bush is as bad as Lyda Cruzan. Again, just no, I'd rather have Corey, Corey Bush, Bush over Lyda Cruzan that we all would. Solution. But don't make that your fucking goal. Make it a thing that again you go. All right, cool. But happy yeah. it's you and not the other guy. But uh, I, I'm not gonna part. I'm not popping champagne. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Um, and, and so that's the thing, you know, don't let the cause and effect uh, get mixed up because the important thing is if you know the actual cause, you realize that cause has even more power than, than the results you've seen. Those results are trying to, to the, those, are, those are the damage control. And so if we're getting what some people think they want in damage control and we have better demands, that means we can get those better demands. We just got to stay at it. That being said, we are going to now cut a minute and 30 of this because you were getting 20 minutes a book. That's the minimum promise I give you. (sighs) I just feel like this is about to set me up for anger. Not all abolitionists agreed, however. Garrison in The Liberator refused to demand immediate enfranchisement. Nice that was called The Liberator. Don't don't do this. Not yet. Not yet, David. I'm I'm on the edge tonight, man. Don't, Don't do this to me. He said in 1864, in reply to an English critic, when was it ever known that liberation from bondage was accompanied by a recognition of political equality? William Lloyd Garrison, get fucked. Uh, chattels, per- chattels personal may be instantly translated from the auction block into freedmen, but when were they ever taken at the same time to the ballot box and invested with all the political rights and immunities? According to the law of development and progress, it is not practicable to denounce or complain of President Lincoln for not disregarding public sentiment and not flying in the face of these laws is hardly just. Besides, I doubt whether he has the constitutional right to decide this matter. 
Ever since the government was organized, the right of suffrage has been determined by each state in the union for itself so that there's no uniformity in regard to it. In some free states, colored citizens are allowed to vote. In others, they are not. It's always a state and never a national matter. David, start reading. I'm going to fucking kill myself. Uh, nor if the freed blacks were admitted to the polls by presidential fiat, do I see any permanent advantage likely to be secured by it. Four, submitted to as necessary at the outset. As soon as the state was organized and left to manage its own affairs, the white population with their superior intelligence, wealth, and power would unquestionably alter the franchise in accordance with their prejudices and exclude those summarily brought to the polls. Um, William Lloyd Garrison looks like someone that would be on MSNBC tonight. Oh God! I am looking at a picture of this fucking bow-tied, bald-headed, bespectacled motherfucker. William Lloyd Garrison, get fucked. Get oh, yeah. all the way fucked. Oh, God. He looks 100% like an MSNBC economist. Big time. The source of Garrison's power was the Bible. Get fucked. <laughs> Coercion would gain nothing. In other words... As in your own country, universal suffrage will be hard to win and to hold without general preparation of feeling and sentiment, but it will come both at the South and with you, yet only by a struggle on the part of the disenfranchised. You mean the people that just won the fucking war? Fuck off, Garrison. Listen, hold on. Stop for a moment. This is David. Do you know anything about William Lloyd Garrison? The name sounds super familiar. Doesn't so I probably it? Okay. Okay. No, it's, it's not that. coming it's to that. mind. It's, no, I knew. I, I, nothing. Got nothing. Name. It's a name that I would pop up. Like if it showed up on a test, I'd be like, mm, bubble maybe. Um, but I also could have put him in like 1600s England. I wouldn't know. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm j- just brief. Brief is a brief. Um, William Lloyd Garrison signed and printed his name. William Lloyd Garrison was a prominent American abolitionist, journalist, suffragist, and social reformer. All right. You're getting oh. a sense getting a sense this is the thing he's into um he's best known for his widely read anti-slavery newspaper the liberator we just got it was founded in boston in 1831 until slavery was abolished by constitutional amendment in 1865 he was one of the founders of the american anti-slavery society and promoted immediate and uncompensated and promoted immediate and uncompensated as opposed to gradual and compensated emancipation of slaves so again you're hearing this is the thing he's known for and then these are the words he's saying. So there should be some dissonance. So we move on. Um, Garrison was not an abolitionist who became a publisher, but a printer who became an abolitionist. Hmm. Garrison was a typewriter and he wrote editorials in the Liberator and without writing them first on paper. He helped assure the viability of the Liberator. And when he saw that abolition was a thing that sold newspapers, he adopted it as a cause. William Lloyd Garrison oh. is a fucking posing ass motherfucker he is I in like, this mm. he's he's an opportunist fuck he's an he opportunist is, as fuck he's every blue yeah. check woke ass lib on fucking twitter that would sell yeah. everyone and their mother down the river in two fucking se- it's the people that it's the editor of fucking jacobin oh yeah. but he prints this woke ass leftist journal look at this man fuck you because when you, you actually notice, tell us what you, you think the convincing this is what franchise you yeah, and you know it's the convincing the convincing language of like, well, it's not material. The people would just turn it back. Lincoln can't just do that. He needs power. Uh, and of course, in that, it's conveniently dismissed that that you know, freedmen won the war and have the power, and and that Lincoln can do that. This and is, he has a military to do it with. This is a fucking person. That's whole uh, again. He found a grift. He's a fucking yeah, this grifter. Is, this is. Proto Noam Chomsky. This dude would have got it outed on Twitter in 
45 minutes, but because it's, the, set, it's, because it's the fucking 1800s, he's he's in the fucking history books as some lib. This is fucking Vosh getting put yes. up as the fucking le- as, as like a leftist icon level yes, of by bullshit. The by the way, this is um, remember William B. Du Bois uh, actually said, well, not every not everybody felt that way. So he, he did a turn. This is a little bit Du Bois doing a uh, this you mean. Uh huh. No, Big this time. is this is absolutely Du Bois going. Well, the not all of the all of the advocates felt this way. The fucking Kautskys thought this bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, <sighs> all right. Let's continue slogging through this and growing a or and a growing conviction of its justice in the good time coming with the abolition of slavery in the South. Prejudice or color phobia, the natural product of the system, will gradually disappear, as in the case of your West Indian colonies and black men will win their way to wealth, distinction, dom- eminence, and official station. Now, hold I on. Let's, only a- let's contrast real quick. I apologize. Yeah. Let's contrast real quick the sentence that goes down in his little biography of yeah. what he was. He wanted immediate, non-incremental, all the way emancipation. Versus was that a, last sentence. A radical <laughs> versus what they actually fucking say. This Feel- is what's going to come down when, 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 you, when you eulogize Bernie Sanders and AOC and all these people. This is... Remember what they actually fucking mm-hmm. said, because what I read yeah. you is what their eulogy will sound like. What Du Bois is telling you is what they actually fucking said. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, well, you don't even have to look that that hard at American presidents. Look at look at how uh, John F. Kennedy was, was is is eulogized as, as the peace guy. And it's like, fuck, you know, what the hell do you think the Cuban Missile Crosses? What's that? I thought that was Nixon. I thought Nixon was the one that was. Isn't it? Oh, the peace guy that the guy the that threw in Kissinger into Vietnam before it's, eventually pulling out because he had to. It's, it's yeah. on his gravestone. The best thing to be the greatest thing to be known as is the peacemaker. Oh, I see. I was always thinking of like Super Dove Kennedy when because uh, because the Cuban Missile Crisis. If the Cuban Missile Crisis wasn't a result of U.S. agitation under Kennedy with your nuclear weapons, oops, um, oops, nothing oh, well. bad ever happens to the Kennedys. Flip. <laughs> uh, anyway, I ask only a charitable judgment of President Lincoln respecting this matter, whether in Louisiana or any other state. It's always fucking Louisiana. Please. Please be civil. All I'm asking is that you give him a charitable judgment. Give Joe Biden a chance. <laughs> Just elect him and pull him left. William Just Lloyd Garrison is literally like woke scolding people on Twitter for demanding anything Actually, right now. That's I would all hate if we doing. only read it. I, I would hate if we only read this par- one paragraph, but there is there is a right vein here that we got to pop. I don't give a shit quick. if we only read this paragraph. This is insanity. This is the there most is, insane thing we've ever read on this show. This is this is a right vein to pop because I want you to pay attention to this language because this is true grifter language, right? This is something. By the way, we've we've recommended people to citations needed before, which is which you know the, is great. This is right up their alley. This is asking, the fact that we ever stopped referring people to citations needed and don't oh, do I it as a did. plug at the end of every episode is a shame. If you're listening yeah. to this and you're not listening, go listen to all of Citations Needed, then they're come really back. Good. And by the time you get they're done really with good. their it's- backlog and come back, we may be done with like five more pages. Maybe. <laughs> but th- this is ripe for media criticism because there's so much like subtle bullshit just baked in here. With So there's language about like, well, of course, you know, the, the, he can't by fiat just say that the white people have to – 
have to let the black people vote. They'll, they're wealthier and there's more of them. And so he's sounding real materialist and they're educated and, and they'll force their way. It's the popular will, right? He's sounding like every, well, guys, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Medicare yeah. for all sounds good, but <laughs> will the Republicans do it? <laughs> Jerk yeah. off motion. But then it's, it's only by struggle by the disenfranchised. And even, you know, I mean, even uh, socialists, we believe, you know, people got to liberate themselves. But this is at the end of the Civil War. How did we just discuss that was one, right? <laughs> and, and everybody is at the end of the war. And white people in the South are already losing their wealth. That's why they're so animous and angry. They have no wealth to, to dictate this from unless it's given right back to them by presidential fiat in the I- name of peacekeeping. Um, but then, then also, and, and I like, could you, I love you pointing out the gradualism when he's supposed to be the immediate, you know, um, when they're talking about the prejudice disappears, right? Well, the prejudice will disappear and, and they'll, they'll get their, you know, uh, distinction and wealth and, and whatever, right? Um, except that what he's arguing for is not allowing them the very power in their hands to accumulate the wealth and distinction and official station and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, this will be fixed over time. I mean, you know, I'm only advocating you pulling the plug to one of the main conduits to fixing this, but it'll be fixed over time just on its own. Right. I mean, this is Malcolm Gladwell bullshit is what this is. It is. It is every, this is every like middle level, lib on twitter that wants to be well they're just talking down to people demanding any actual change any anything yeah this is this is when you when you go to the protest and and things are going well and then someone grabs the megaphone and they start like yelling at you about like see we're peaceful here go vote and you're like where the fuck did they have a megaphone that's what this is 100 percent it, it, I, I can't. All right, d- read a little, read a little, read a little more, guys. Listen to okay. citations needed because that that should all pop. But that, I mean, uh, seriously, anyone- you should be able to dissect that language on your own. But especially after we've been through this book, and if you listen to citations needed or other media criticism, because it should train your brain to like tick in that way. I promise we don't read ahead, but like there could again, just that that paragraph right there. That is absolutely. That whole thing is absolutely Twitter discourse every minute of every day is <laughs> is higher up lefty libs talking down to everybody else. And then again, in, in the grand overarching history, we'll, we'll get written as they're the per- th- this is Barack Obama telling us that I'm, I'm, I'm the reason we have drilling in America. <laughs> Thank me. <laughs> uh, and then he'll again, his 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 epitaths will be the, the greatest progressive in the history of mankind. Like, yeah. Yeah, recognize 100%. this shit and appreciate this book is nothing but raw source material from all of these garbage humans that you are taught to love yes uh he was he was sound or hit here was sound political argument but unsound economics based on the american assumption of wealth through thrift applied to slaves where thaddeus stevens alone knew it would not be applied Nevertheless, the demand for Negro suffrage grew chiefly because of the necessity of implementing emancipation and making Negro freedom real. The New York Times, oh God, said in April 165. They've been doing it forever. Guys, guys, just fair warning. We're about to quote the New York Times. Please no. Uh, Nobody, we believe, wishes to keep any southern state under disabilities simply as punishment. No. Mr. 
No, excuse me. No, I would. I would appreciate it, please. <laughs> Mr. Sumner himself probably does not want to transform the southern states into territories for any such object. By the way, this is classic New Year's ti- New York Times. Not just because it's literally New York Times and very old, but that sentence right there, right? Mr. This is an attack on Sumner and, and him wanting actual like material reality in the land redistribution. You know, the the the, the he's getting over the American exemption. And he's, or I'm sorry, he was talking about Sumner here. He was, I, but this is, this is, and, and yeah, I, no, but we I think about I've done this Sumner's on a couple gonna, occasions yeah. where I've been bad at this. I'd been flipping Sumner and Sumner and Thaddeus and Stevens. Thad, yeah. Thad, in, no, well, in their roles. I, for yeah. whatever reason, I thought Thad was in the Senate and Sumner was in the House and they're flip flopped. Uh, Sumner is in the Senate. Thad is in the house, and that actually makes a lot more sense for how they act and how they react. Again, Sumner having this Bernie Sanders, Barack Obama hedges everything in the oh the the importance of the institutions, and oh we're doing such noble things, and calling back to the founders, and Thad just being like middle fingers up, burn it all the fuck down. Like it, it very much translates a lot better that way. And I think I've been very bad the last couple episodes, at least as we brought them okay. up of, of not emphasizing that enough. So there you go. Okay. Well, nonetheless, I mean, this is, this is classic New York times because they're smuggling in their own ideology, which is what they, they love to do. Right. Oh, I think, I think the person I'm arguing against would think the same thing as me. And just, just casually, like, I, I, I mean, of course they'd agree with me. Uh, the real concern herein is whether the southern states, if restored at once to their full state rights, states' rights, uh, would not abuse them by an oppression of the black race. Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've got an answer to that question. Uh, the race has rendered an assistance to the government in times of danger that entitles them to its benign care. The government cannot, without the worst dishonor, permit the bondage of black men to be continued in any form. It is bound by every moral principle as well as every pr- uh, prudential consideration not to remit him to the tender mercies of an enemy. But it is to be hoped that the Southern people will understand that the interests of both races require just relation between them and that they will secure this by a prompt change to their state constitution and laws. Guys, we, we just, you just got to trust the states to make the right decision. That's in everybody's interest. Fuck you, New York times. That's right. I just can't <sighs> the same again. Guys, just just imagine the same institution that's saying these words endorsed Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar in, for president at the same time. At the same time. That all happened. <laughs> this happened. This is a timeline that you can bridge. You can make a direct yarn link and just like run real quick from when they're printing this to Amy Klobuchar is the one that will set us free from fascism. <laughs> the New York Tribune. Oh, different New York newspaper Ooh. laid down seven points. We have a seven point plan, ladies and gentlemen, in May 1865. One, everyone must realize that the blacks will not immigrate, but stay in America. All right, guys, you just come on. We need we need to get real here uh, Two, the blacks may not be spared for their labor for their labor makes land valuable and the land may not be spared. Three, fair pay and fair work is a sine, sine qua non. I don't know how to say that in Latin. Oh, God, I can't do Latin. Sine, sine, sine qua non. Uh, sine qua non. Uh, nope, I got nothing. Can't do it. Sorry. Okay. Trying. Okay. Nope, sine qua non okay. is as close as I would get. 
Okay, cool. So, um, Saquon Barkley, something like Saqu- that. Thank you. So. Why don't we just start with that? Yes. <laughs> may, may God have mercy on his ACL. <laughs> now, that's just rude. True, but rude. Uh, <laughs> it's not rude. I'm wishing the man a speedy recovery. What do you want from him? All right. Well, anyway, it's it's Latin for essential. Okay? Suck it. Glancy um, would have been a rude thing to say. <laughs> He's not listening. Edu- it's fine. Yeah. Point four, education for freedmen. Point five, with education comes self-elevation, and the desire to deny him the vote will disappear. Six, however, white men who are ignorant and vicious vote suffrage for blacks regardless of this ignorance. I think I may have cracked it. I may have cracked it. Hold on. Yeah. It's it's hiding in number five there. If you go Uh, back to number three. Oh boy! Drop out the well, sign. Can we, can we can we finish? Can we finish? Can we finish? Fine, finish. But then I'm breaking this wide open. Fidelity guys. to the political creed of the nation to secure happiness for all. Don't cheat on America with <laughs> them, them other economics. <laughs> Don't you cuck America? <laughs> we loved you with our greed. How dare you turn on us? So anyway, number three, you were saying number three, we need to go back because I do think I may have busted yes. this whole case wide open. Um, this okay. is my Colombo moment, guys. I'm Peter Falking. This. Oh, boy. Uh, so if you're reading this, it's on page 201. It's about yes. three you know, at the very bottom yeah. of the page. Number three. Very bottom. Sin. Drop the sin. That's an illusion. That's not there. Okay. Uh, and then Quanon. All right. You know, you've got all that Quanon and Quanon. Oh, no. If, but the you guys, the you is silent. God, now no. get rid of the no. space. Get rid of the space. No. No, QAnon. No, you're a bad person. You're a bad person. I'm doing explodey brain emoji. Guys, I've solved it. He's here. We found Q. 1865, page 201, Black Reconstruction America, Dr. W.E.B. Du Bois, original Q. I found it. Uh, uh, And all the New York Tribune Tribune workers were wearing hashtag Save Our States Rights shirts. (laughs) The most insane shit in the history of time. I cannot believe this is our job. So this this seven points, by the way, like this is our seven point argument is very clear. Like, you know, okay, this is the same thing. Everybody must realize facts are facts. And here's the facts. They're just they're just laying down the facts, Nathan. Just laying down the facts. Um, everyone must realize black people aren't going to leave. Well, okay, you know, I mean, fair. I I didn't know people other than Linko's hundred dollar gift card thought that was going to happen, but sure. Okay. Um, two, um, their land makes or their labor makes the land valuable, and and we need the land, so we need we need that value, guys. Guys, we need to exploit them, but. To be fair, they are pointing out that the workers are, are making things valuable. It's just, you know, we need to use the black people. And there's something uniquely black about that labor or something. I don't know. Totally not racist and exploitative. Three, fair pay for fair work is is essential. Okay, fair. Cool. Um, who gets to determine that? I don't know, but fine. Whatever. Four, education for freedmen. Yes. And then five. And here's the real biggie. Guys, guys, you just need to realize that if the black people get some education and they're real go-getters, people are going to stop wanting them to not vote. It'll just racism will solve itself. Let's all be realistic here. We've been realistic through the first four points. You know we're being realistic, number five. It's just true. The New York Tribune said it in May 1865. This is every... But, you know, again, look at that. And, of course, I mean, of course really? and, and they paper it. They paper it back down too. like, you know, uh, oh, by the way, of course, there's super racist white people that won't get over this. We're just talking about 
all the other white people that get on board so the problem will just solve itself let's go and then back. number seven yeah. how dare we let's let's not turn our backs on america we love this country okay, we're, we're real patriotic don't cuck america it's not hard people easy motto um number five again uh, mm-hmm. things that should just jump out at you things yeah. that should slap, slap, slap. <laughs> not, slap now, you in the face the fact that the QAnon thing didn't jump out at you i don't blame you okay not all of us are deep in the weeds and q you know it takes it takes a special magic eye test to be able to spot that kind of stuff i get it um but if you don't read number five with education comes self elevation and deny you know the the uh, the academy shall set you free if that mindset doesn't reek of everyone again on twitter putting up a picture of an abandoned looking shack that has a Trump sign out in front of it that me or David could drive by any day on our way to work because that's the fucking community I live in. Um, and then says, Oh, these dumb, ignorant hillbillies. How if only they, uh, knew what us enlightened people knew, they wouldn't make the decisions they make. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you fuck all of your pretentious bullshit um the the concept that people are willing to embrace anything that promises them any sort of material improvement when the other option is to be talked down to by a group of elitist fuck knots um i don't know i don't know i don't know why this surprises you i don't know why you think you're entitled to any of their support or that your enlightened education will somehow fix the systematic issues that created the uh the crisis that they are living in but you know you go off see that i took that just as bullshitty but i took it another direction i thought it was like if you let the freedmen get education they'll be able to get they'll be able to get better jobs and when they get better jobs people would just learn to respect them and then let them vote you had the right analysis of it that's what it was in there the part because you got the the again the self-elevation and the coming up yeah i took issue with the underlying premise Ah, with education education. comes with education comes self-elevation elevation can only come from, edu- from and from the academy and from from oh the, yeah from Merit- all- meritocracy exactly it's this concept yeah. that if you are not educated because again the 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 corollary to that should be true as well a yeah. lack of education would be self depredation self degradation yeah it's, that, it's i mean the that's same what they're saying like, it's the same thing when people try to be like oh well racist people are, are ugly and it's like okay you're you're doing just vain meritocracy now <laughs> it's all <laughs> it's, again that's it's not, all that's not a correlation you're not you're not attacking anything materially. You're not attacking yeah. anything in reality. You're just you're just you're using ideal. High. You're doing idealism. Yeah. You're you're yeah. elevating the form above the the actual object. Well, and you know you know what's funny too is we're talking about this and we just mentioned bringing up citations needed. And they did something that was a little different from them. They went away from media crit. I mean, it was still media criticism. The citation needed is going to be, but they went away from direct media criticism and just like kind of peppered that in a little bit and did this thing on country music. And it's funny because it talks <laughs> about like the idea of working class as as an affection that belongs to wealthy white suburbanites that fashion themselves as as working class yeah. because they're they're you know george bush. um anti-intellectual yeah george, george bush. bush george bush george bush's affecta- like affectation of any kind of folksy down homesy texan yeah. when he's a fucking connecticut born yale graduate is sure. it's all the same thing oh i mean you know we live in the st louis area and i can tell you if you want to go to south county Oh, I mean, not that it's not where we and Nathan, it's everywhere we and Nathan, but it's extra bad in South County. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
Every, got, everywhere I, you go, you can find a, an $80,000 lifted pickup truck because some poor country boy that just lacks his hickness. Yeah. Again, out in my, out in my part, out in my part, I got actual cattle. <laughs> So I mean I'm, I'm I mean my, that, my people oh, are driving cows. beat up F-150s. I have cows that back up to my backyard, but also the people that own those cow fields own a lot of fucking land. They're pretty well. Oh no, no, mine, mine are mine are pretty. They just got there. There's some cows out there. We got some horses. I'm gonna go Grand Theft Auto me a horse one of these days and just really, really ride free. Live that, live that dream. But nope, not today, guys. Today, yep. Today we're gonna read a page and a half because uh, yeah. that you know I don't know what y'all expect. You should have none at this point. 110 no. of these should have been enough it's, for you to realize that we are what we are. It's amazing that we did more than a paragraph today, all things considered. It really is. All things considered. And I think, you know, we got some good. There was some good stuff yeah. in there. We jammed some things in there. I we're, think it was a good episode. We're, I like how we're up, patting our own backs before we're done recording. Of course we are. This is all going to get edited out. What are you kidding? <laughs> um, we're going to talk about Horace Greeley next episode. It's going to be delightful. Sure, he doesn't have any <laughs> shitty takes. Um, that beings, that all being said, this has been Mark's Madness. Uh, mm-hmm. it's a podcast where we ostensibly read books. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're filthy liars and we don't do that for a majority of the episode. And I'm sure we'd get fined by some regulatory body, but <laughs> man, it's the Wild West. We're podcasting. We're doing whatever we want. Speaking of which, That's I just right. found out Hillary Clinton's getting a podcast. So we're going to have to get out of this media. Oh, and find we need to start no. like, sky riding or something because that's nah, uh-uh, nah. God they're, damn. They're coming for it. This is my, my culture is not a costume, Hillary. Don't you, don't you come we're, here. This is my space. We're going to roll back to printing out flyers and just handing them door to door. Pamphlets, just to avoid baby. Hillary. Pamphlets. Because we Short know, we know. We know Democrats don't go door to door, so what? we'll have the leg up. Why don't here's here's how you do it, guys? CB radios. <laughs> this is a transportation economy. We've got to. Why are we not preaching this message directly to our long trucking brothers out on the road? Come on, let's do. David, come on. Cross country marks mm-hmm. madness. We go cross to coast. Just CB shortwave radios, just doing convoy shit, but also also reading state and revolution for the for for the folks. Nice. Um, they nice, can also nice. probably download the podcast, which may solve the problem. But I think if I do it on a CB, I imagine that they can't stop me. Like it just blasts <laughs> it like a megaphone into the cab. So uh, we'll go with that. Um, that being said, we are we are still a podcast for the time being until we become a mm-hmm. traveling roadshow on CB radio. Um, if you would like to interact with, with a banjo. us with a ban- Oh, well, of course, uh, there's a banjo. Um, yeah. If you would like to interact with us, there are a number of ways you can do that. The first of which is you can send us an email uh, like we live in the year 2000. And that's a thing that happens. Um, our email address is marksmadnesspod at gmail.com. Whoever has signed us up for weird Spanish language blog websites with that email address, I see you. I respect it, but I don't like it. Uh, but, you know, you you do what you do with it. Um that being said, if you would like a more, uh, mm, I don't know, maybe maybe a little more clip art based form of communication with us, you can come find us on Twitter, um, where David is posting fantastic episode artwork every week when we when we do these these shenanigans. Um, that is at Mark's Madness Pod on Twitter. Um, I also retweet stuff occasionally, most of the time. That's most of the time I'm behind the wheel. Uh, so if something bad goes up, blame Nathan. If something good goes up, just assume it's david and just we'll go from there 
Um, DMs are open too. Um, so, you know, you can get in there if you want to. Uh, if you would like the easiest way to get Nathan specifically's attention, um, as should be cited by, uh, the person that was DMing me during this episode, um, you can get at us on Discord. Uh, our Discord server is a shared server with, uh, Dumb and Awful, who's another podcast. Um, it is their server. We just hang out in it. Uh, but their server link is in our, uh, Twitter bio and you can get in there. If for whatever reason it's expired because it does occasionally just DM us on Twitter and we will, we will open it back up. And, uh, there we're again, as I, I hinted at earlier in the episode, we occasionally will have movie night sometime in the next couple of weeks. We'll be watching Lincoln and I'll just be screaming things about the 10% plan. Every time I see Daniel day Lewis show up, um, Maybe William Lloyd Garrison's in there, and I can yell weird shit oh about boy. him being Kautsky. I'll have to Google. I don't know anything. I haven't seen the movie, and I don't understand history well enough to know who should be in the movie. Because I assume Sumner would be in there, and he's not, so who fucking knows? Um, but but yeah, so that's going to happen. Maybe I'll poke David into in- engaging in that particular one, but uh, oh, you know, goodness. don't hold your breath. Um, <laughs> that being said, uh, again, we're there. We talk back and forth. It's a great place. Um comrades are in there there's there's lots of different things it is a a good place to be able to go if you, if the hell site's a little too much but you know maybe you still want to see a meme every now and again you know we're there um that being said david i feel like it's been a hot second since we've disclaimed anything and since we've spent most of this episode saying things that are not the book why don't you add a disclaimer onto this yeah as well? <clears throat> okay why not um especially with you know i mean uprisings once again bubbling up um as as they should be against this unjust holy hell system um and and a little addendum specifically for this time of this disclaimer uh remember of course you know i mean wear masks when you're out there uh it is still covid but it is damn important to be out there and don't go traveling god knows where unless someone local from there like asks you to it's great to support these things but you know if you support it locally against your local police department at least in metropolitan areas um they'll still feel that shit uh, so, uh, but that being said, you know, this podcast, even if it kind of started on accident, um, it was, it was always about reading books. And one thing we hope we are is we hope you're out there in an organization, um, doing work on the streets and that organization has political education, uh, reading group, whatever you want to call it. And in your reading group, uh, you're reading this book and we can be yet another voice to enhance it, to give better context, to, to make sure that you get more out of that reading, um, say for that. Hopefully, if your reading group is doing, you know, a different work, uh, hopefully this can be uh, your reading group for you for this book. And uh, whether it's a book like this where we read every word or a book where we summarize, hopefully we can be either that ebook or cliff notes with the broader context added in for you. Um, and always remember when you are out there that this theory is important because it should drive your praxis, should drive the actions you do. Uh, praxis is theory and action, and theory is necessary to guide praxis to a revolutionary matter. It never, it never stops being good. That being said, uh, this has been Mark's Madness. My name is Nathan. My name's David. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.